Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me once again is our friend Andrew Thompson uh, from Post Wrestling and Andrew Thompson Interviews on YouTube, which uh, Andrew had a, a great one here recently with uh, none other than Devil J, Jeff Jarrett. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but Andrew is funny. Um, we were laughing before we started this up. I, I always say the last time I went to, to get you on the podcast, I was like, all right, we need to have Andrew on. Uh, I had something else in mind, and then that's when WWE released all the people on April 15th. And now, this week, I was going to reach out to you and be like, all right, let's talk about something with Andrew. And then, what do you know, um, more releases. And it's just like, for some reason, Andrew, every time I get ready to reach out to you to have you on the podcast, people get released. Hopefully, that is not a recurring theme. Um, Hopefully, neither of us are going to get released anytime soon. But uh, here we are uh, talking about releases once again in wrestling. It is a a wild, wild world right now, uh, I guess, in professional wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I definitely think that this 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 crop of talents that got released today um i i i i don't want to compare like as far as well i'm I'm gonna gonna compare it as far as like i guess star power and more so of like consistent tv time i think is the fair thing to compare it to the last uh group of talents that you know unfortunately got released like i'm looking at you know braun Strowman, who was literally in the wwe title match last month you got Alistair Black, who they literally just brought back, and he was about to. He, he said on his Twitch stream that he was about to start feuding with Big E. You got Lana, who has been on TV almost every week, you know, for I, God knows how long. Like you know, and and I no no no, no I mean that in a, in a like in a way yeah. like I just can't. I genuinely can't remember the last time she wasn't on TV. And then you got Ruby Riot, who a lot of people speak high, very highly of. You know, she really didn't. You know, re- re- really didn't get like a you know. Uh, a a full go around in in WWE and this and and of course Buddy Murphy like and, and I I I got a lot to say about him but you know I'm gonna wait till we uh till we, till we come across till we come across that but yeah this was this was definitely unexpected and very surprising it was for sure and and you know obviously we start with with Braun Strowman because like you said I, we go back to the the recent round of releases you can even go back to last year um and as we've said before i mean wwe's done this for for years like there have been releases we know that but yeah. i think you go back to last year you know right after the pandemic starts that sort of rubs people the wrong way at the beginning and then of course as we said you go back to you know less than 2 months ago now um samoa joe the iconics uh, all of those uh, released in there in that group but braun strowman is the biggest name i think from a standpoint of we've seen how he's been used um you know you talk about sort of lana and and where she's but but like braun Strowman has been featured in that main event level even if some of the stuff he's done you know maybe are not to that tip top level but like he is he has been featured as sort of that kind of guy for several years now and i tell you andrew the one thing i brought up today and i put this on twitter I think I still think back to whenever that was, 2017, mm-hmm. maybe early we, we, 18. Me, me, me and you talked about that the last uh, <laughs> right. We, we talked about this before. Yeah, it's just like this. That guy was absolutely at the top. Like he mm-hmm. was arguably the most over guy in the company. Like Roman Reigns, we know. Like he was, you know, that's when the Lesnar was. Like all this stuff. But I mean, he was as hot as he could have ever been, and. The fact is, they just did not want to go that entire way with him, you know, as they've gone with with other, um, you know, baby faces, heels, whatever in the past. They just did not want to take that next step with him. And I think from there, 
he never really got on to that level again. You know, he goes to teaming with Nicholas at WrestleMania and winning the tag <laughs> titles. And, um, of course has all this just, I mean, wild stuff with, with Bray Wyatt and everything, but it's just like, I feel like, and look, this is, I think we're, we're having different conversations here. Like, again, you could play the what if game all you want, but, um, I still think back and I'm like, for them releasing him today, that's the first thing I thought of was like, like, what if, like, they decided Man. to to do that, right? <laughs> like, in 2017, they make him the guy. Where do things go from there? I don't know that it changes anything. You know, I'm not saying he would have held the title for a year or two or anything like that, but I just think back to that. I'm like, that, to me, felt like that turning point for him in WWE where they pretty much decided he's going to be our giant, but we're not willing to make him our giant champion as, and as the top giant that we have just because for whatever reason, they did not decide to go that route. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I hate to bring this up, you know, considering that, you know, that it, it was, um, I'm pretty sure you remember the, the comment that, uh, Braun made on social media yeah. about independent wrestlers and, you know, that, that, that whole ordeal right there. So, you know, it's, it's, it is ironic to see, you know, what, what, what could happen going from here and him possibly being an independent wrestler and how he'll be, uh, I guess, welcomed, Onto the independent yeah, scene. Yeah, a lot I think of people brought that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that'll be something very interesting. But I do, well, I, like I said, like I said, me and you have had this conversation before on, on this podcast about. Uh, I think it was No Mercy 2017 when he faced Brock. Everybody was like, Strowman is the guy. Definitely should be the guy to beat Brock for the Universal Title. He was arguably the most popular star in the whole company. He literally got over just by beating Roman Reigns up, like literally. And they didn't go with him, and uh, I, I don't think he ever really covered from re- really recovered from that. And it, it was, it, it, but I don't think it was just that. It was like the string of consecutive title losses that he had. Like I remember the uh, SummerSlam 2017. That was the four way for the Universal Title. He lost that. He didn't get pinned, but he lost. Uh, no Mercy. We just talked about that. He lost that. He had the triple threat at the Royal Rumble 2018 uh, with, with Brock and Kane. Lost that, and then. Um, he had the crown jewel match, uh, the one when he lost in yeah. like two minutes to to uh, to Brock, and then um, Baron Corbin interfered, and it was it was actually um, kind of funny because uh, the, the former WWE writer Kazim Fahmyude had uh, spilled the beans on this podcast uh, one time. I think it was a couple weeks back or like a month, uh, yeah, like early, early May or so. Yeah. yeah, he he said Braun was supposed to win the Universal title at the Crown Jewel show and like they had a whole Monday Night Raw planned out with him as champion and then like before the before the match started, I guess plans just immediately, you know, just changed just like that. And then, you know, they had to rewrite the entire show with with Brock still champion. So that like I I don't know what it was, man, but it's just like they they never really got behind Strowman. And I, I don't think they ever really like even he was could say he's universal champion, but that was only there because Roman didn't want it. You know, he didn't want yeah. to be there in the pandemic. So I don't know. They they just never really got behind Strowman, man. Like it seemed like they had the chance to capitalize and make him a a real megastar, but they they just they just never did it. So now we're at this point, and like you said, I don't think he ever really fully fully recovered. No, they they sort of put him in the I mean different circumstances, but they put him in the Kane Big Show role where it's like, mm-hmm. well, he's he's a giant, you know, we, we can keep him over just because he's a giant, he's a monster, but um, we don't feel like that, you know, he's going to be that guy that that we want in that spot, and and I just yeah, I always think back to that, and I'm like, man, he was he was that close to maybe something just being completely different, and like I said, maybe it doesn't change anything, 
Um, it, maybe we're still in the same situation and you don't really know where things go from there. But, you know, at one point they had this guy turning over ambulances and, <laughs> and everything, you know, weeks upon weeks. And, hey, it worked. Like at the time, people, you know, were like, I don't know, this is maybe hokey or whatever. But like it, it worked and um, it, it worked beautifully. But uh, it will be interesting to see uh, what what's next for Braun Strowman, because um, as others have pointed out, you know, this is a guy who. What, Andrew? Not, I mean, this has been several weeks ago, a month ago, whatever. Like, he basically said, I will only ever wrestle for WWE. Yeah. Like, he made that statement. And, and as we know, there are a lot of people who have made statements before like that. But um, still, it's an interesting situation. And, you know, I also think, too, I mean, this is a guy you mentioned. I mean, he's he's been very open about the struggles he had um, not long ago. You know, sort of not yeah, sure if yeah. WWE, you know, believed in him. And he was having some, some issues, you know, mental health wise and, and mm-hmm. everything he went through with that. Um, you know, this to me is obviously a setback for anyone. Um, and obviously you, you hope to, you know, for, for good things that come out of this for him. But I just do think it's, it's a situation where it's going to be interesting to see what's next for him because, you know, does this guy really, I mean, people have brought up like new, I just don't see, it would be, it's great to think of, right? Like him over there, just slapping it up with Ishii, Ishii <laughs> and all this other stuff. But it's like, I don't see Braun Strowman in that setting, um, but I just, I guess it's interesting to see, you know, for him, it's very fascinating because he did make that statement. Yes, he can always go back on that, but um, I do wonder, you know, kind of what's next for him because it's going to be very curious to see what happens there. I I could definitely see him, like, maybe possibly landing at Impact Wrestling, like something like, you know, what uh, Cass is doing right now. Like, dude, did you hear the promo that Cass cut (laughs) on last week's Impact Wrestling? I saw that, yeah. I was like, that's he. There it is. Like, you see what I'm saying? like he, he, he got it. He, he, he clicking right now. And if, I feel like if Strowman can, like, get an environment where he's not so micromanaged, and you know, you got to be big man roar twenty four seven. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he can, you know, do some things. And I don't know about New Japan. I don't know about him going in these environments that's like mostly wrestling based. Like, you know, just pure wrestling. Like, I can't. See him, I can definitely see him in an impact where it's like you know more of the character stuff. You know, is 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 more adjacent to the uh the the, the WWE product in in terms of like mixing entertainment and um you know the the in ring stuff. Yeah, I mean, because you know in AEW, and obviously that's the one everyone turns to, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about them in a second with others. But it's like. I mean, AEW has Miro, they have Lance Archer, they have, you know, Brian Cage, they have Will Hobbs, you know, you go up and down the line, there's just, they have a lot of these monster-esque type guys already, and and sure, from a a profile standpoint, like, this is a guy who has been a star in WWE, and and obviously getting him, you know, you you bring in an audience there, but uh, I don't know either if that's one where you necessarily look at that, and from the money standpoint, I mean, financially, we know if that's one of the reported, you know, rumors and reasons why um, maybe they make this move is because of Strowman's contract and the amount of money. You know, I don't think if you're Strowman, you're not going to get that money probably anywhere else. But um, <laughs> I don't know if AEW is going to, you know, spend that kind of money either for a, a you know, a company that's kind of uh, where they're at. And, and they've obviously made some significant signings uh, recently as well. And I'm sure there are more to come uh, when we see some of these 90 day. Uh, non-compete clauses kind of come up but um certainly Andrew the next one Alistair Black I mean this is a guy and and you want to talk about this is where I think and I know we're gonna have this conversation but there are the the speculation out there and and we'll hold it off a bit on on the potential you know could WWE actually sell this company is Vince looking to get out Mm -hmm. all this other stuff but it's like to me this is one of those where 
this to me is like, man, this feels like it came together so quickly here. Uh, even though, like, if we would have said that a month ago, we probably would have been like, okay, well, I, I get it. Like, they were not going to do anything with this guy. He's been sitting there for all this time. If they released him on April 15th, I don't know that a lot of us would have been surprised. But now yeah. it's like you bring him back, you put him through these vignettes, you know, he's there. And as you said, like, he's got this thing with Big E, and you're thinking, okay, well, here's, they're going. Like, they're going with Aleister Black versus Big E. This is going to be the first big program back for him. But, and then all of a sudden, you know, he disappears from SmackDown, and it's like some weeks he's there, some weeks he's not after they re-debut him, and now he's released. It's just, you feel like there has to be more to the story, but, I mean, I don't know. There, there's a lots of different things you could say about Aleister Black, because I think for a lot of people, myself included, uh, I wrote an entire article, basically, you know, built around Aleister Black a month ago, saying, you know, who are the most underutilized uh, stars that they have, and he was on that mm-hmm. list, as was someone else we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, but it's just like, I don't know where things went wrong there. I feel like after the, you know, Delina Vega thing, maybe a lot of people weren't very optimistic with, with what that was going to look like in the first place. But as soon as you get that optimism back, um, now he's released. Bro, I, I, I feel like, like, I, like, just like you said, like, I, I just can't pinpoint where the Alistair Black uh, Raw slash SmackDown run went wrong. Like, like I, I remember when he was doing. Remember when he was doing the stuff with Kevin Owens on, on Raw. Like yeah. it, it, it was so like I, I don't want to use the word weird. It, it was just it just didn't click. Like they were trying to like make him like a bad guy, and it was just like it it, it just that Alistair Black. He seems like one of those characters. Like the character Alistair Black, it just never seemed like he was one of those guys. Like he wasn't looking to be adored by the fans, but he also wasn't trying to get booed by the fans. Like he was just doing his own thing, and they tried to like make him out to be like the this menacing guy you know what i'm saying like and the, i think the thing that with that the thing that made it click in nxt was i guess it was just more organic like he wasn't looking for the adulation of the people but he also uh was wasn't trying to uh, appease them as well like he was just going at anybody and whoever and whoever was just in his way that was just who was next like it could be it could be almas it could be gargano it could be whoever whoever it may be and he was just going straight at them, and it it could it could have been Adam Cole like how it was in NXT. Like I, I I don't know how they didn't find a way to properly get him into the fold. Like I, I remember when he first came up, like everybody was thinking you know U.S. champion, Intercontinental champion, some along those lines. He he did the thing with Ricochet, um, coming out of the uh, because I I think they won the they won the Dusty Classic, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they won the Dusty Classic, and then um. Yeah, it it was just like I I just can't really pinpoint like where things where things went left. Like it it seemed like he was he it seemed like he was one of those guys that was bound to find find success uh, on, on Raw SmackDown, and then it just it just never clicked. And we we we've seen that bunch of times. Like we've heard the same song and dance so many times with people that come up from NXT and they had these great runs in NXT, and then they come up and. And they just fall flat, you know. You know, we we've we've heard this before, and we've seen this before. It's not anything surprising, but like you said, it just is very surprising that he was literally just on TV a few weeks ago, and then now he's uh, released. And he he already like he uh, he already went and did his um his post WWE release interview. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he spoke for quite a while on uh, the Twitch stream. There, we talked about with Selena Vega, and that was that was another strange thing, right? It's like. There were just reports yeah. a couple of weeks ago that she was back, like doing stuff at the performance center and all this. And it's like, well, where do you go from here? And it's just I, I, the, the Alistair Black thing, like you, you said, 
you're always hesitant now to say can't miss sort of people when they come up from NXT. You're like, <laughs> they can't screw this up. But we've just seen so many instances of of that happening. I mean, for example, Shayna Baszler. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, for me, after coming off of what we just saw, uh, she loses the the match to Reginald and all this. Other. I mean, it's just like you, you could have never expected that uh, if you're an, if you're someone watching NXT and then you kind of look at where things are now. But it's like you look at Aleister Black and he comes up. He has such a different look, such a different character. Um, he gets stuck in a room, essentially. Like that's what it came down to. They they stick him in a room where it's like this guy has no idea how to get out. Um, he's waiting and waiting and waiting. They had, was it, I think it was him and Cesaro had that match. I yeah. want to say that was Extreme Rules 2019. Um, not a long match at all, but it's like those two just, it was a quick match, but you're thinking at the time, you're like, why are these two in the spot and not like in the main event? Like, why are these guys sitting here getting seven minutes or whatever? I don't even know how much long it was, but I knew it wasn't very long. Um, but you're just like, that's what you look at. Of course, we're seeing with Cesaro now, it's it's starting to get better, but with him, I don't know what it was. And and I think, you know, for some people, it may be just as simple as saying, well, Vince didn't get the character. Here's my thing. It's your job to make either Vince get the character or make the audience get the character. If you don't understand it, um, it's your job to present it in a way that people will understand what it's supposed to be. And, and I don't know, maybe it is one where, you know, maybe the character was just something that they were never going to fully get behind on the main roster, they felt like it was too whatever the word. Um, but he's right. he's the exact type of guy with that type of character. I mean, you put him in AEW, you put him, um, you know, Impact wherever. I feel like those places understand sort of the the essential nature of having a character like that. I mean, NXT, right? <laughs> I mean, there was obviously an understanding in NXT of what this guy could do, but for whatever reason, as we've said with so many of these people we've talked about that have been released, not just this year, go back to last year and beyond. Um, for some reason, some of these people just don't stick on the main roster. And I think in this instance, sometimes maybe it is the doing of the performer and maybe they just don't adapt and do different things. But if I'm, I don't know, I look at this from the outside. I'm like, I don't know how, you know, if you're Alistair Black. I don't know what you could have done other than what you did, because I think everyone looked at him as a future star and now, you know, to kind of see the lack of use there, um, they didn't utilize him properly at all. Um, just, uh, it feels like to me, just a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. It definitely was a huge missed opportunity by WWE. But, like, when, when, when I, when I like, think about creative, like, I have this, uh, this different outlook now. Like, just because I listened to a, um, I listened to a Jimmy Jacobs interview. It was like an in-depth interview he yeah. did about, recently about creative and, like, how, it, it it basically works there, man, and like it, it just really changed my whole perspective of how I view creative WWE creative and how I refer to them or, or or speak about them because he was just like everybody in that room, the writers that he's referring to, the writers who are there, who people most people probably don't know about. Like he said, every single last one of them are very like extremely talented, and they have ideas that you would look at and be like why isn't this on tv and but jim this was the thing he said you when you're writing for wwe you are writing for the audience of one yeah and that individual is vince mcmahon and that's just what it is you can go there and have this idea that you're that you think that you you know that you want to do or you know it, it might be great and it might be the greatest thing ever but if vince doesn't go with it and he's not feeling it it's not gonna happen 
So they they the writers in WWE they cater to Vince McMahon's mindset. They try to write as if okay, will Vince like this? Would he like this? Is he not gonna like that? And that's that. that I mean, it shows a lot. It really shows a lot in a lot of things. And I, I don't think that's a that's a healthy way to go about things as far as like your product because that's not helping anybody. That's not helping. You know, I, I don't think that's not helping anybody. Like we've seen this countless times and. Like, I, I just I just think that the structure needs to change. And but, I, you know, it all, obviously, you know, that's all going to come down to events is, you know, staying around as far as like him, you know, continuing to lead the creative and stuff like that. But, yeah, man, like, I I don't know how they miss that bad with, with, with Alistair Black. Like, he was just different. Like, I, I feel like when you have a talent like that who looks completely different from everybody and has a very unique in-ring style, like. And, and and even the, like I I thought that things were really gonna pick up Alistair Black like, after he did the stuff with Buddy Murphy, like cause those man those two had some like really good matches like and I, I just wish they yeah. could have had more time to work together like outside of the you know ten minute eight minute stuff like I feel like they could have put, put on some put on some classics but yeah man like it's like as far as, far as potential landing spots for Alistair Black I know everybody like immediately points to AEW but uh, I see like a you know a, a Ring of Honor is having fans back yeah. in in July, so maybe that'd be some attractive. You know, not not competing in front of you know uh, nobody or empty building. They'll have people in attendance. Um, I'm trying to think of like other places I could see him. Like I I could see him, and you know I I I think the the AEW comes up a lot because you know that's the that's the second biggest wrestling company in the U.S. So you know of course that's gonna come up, and people want to see what you know talents do outside of WWE bubble because we've been looking at a John Moxley, right? Moxley has like shedded anything yeah. WWE <laughs> like about like he him Dean Dean Ambrose like is it even like a thing. Like he's not wearing like, gas masks anymore yeah. <laughs> and um you know doing that stuff. <laughs> Bro, do you do you remember on Raw that episode of Raw when they had Moxley <laughs> get the shot in his ass from the doctor? Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. I mean like, that <laughs> that stretch for him, like that is that that's what you just said. And I think that's that's a perfect way to sort of you know, point that <laughs> out. Is you think about a guy goes from that to what we just saw at Double or Nothing coming out to Wild Thing and like the crowd. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, so yes, that that is a that is a perfect example of <laughs> what you can sort of see the discrepancy for how you're viewed in one company versus another company. Um, because that that is a big difference, but. I mean, I'm with you. I think, like you said, on Alistair Black, I mean, it's he's not going to have any shortage of options. I think of all these guys, and, I, and this is not a knock on Strowman, I think Black is the one who's going to have the most options in terms of, um, I mean, I imagine literally everyone is going to at least um, see what opportunity there may be there, knowing that, I mean, this is a guy with, with so much potential. And, and as you said, I mean, I, I think the natural tendency is to, to think about AEW first, but that is also a roster, as we've seen, that is very, very loaded with talent. And if you're someone who is out of this WWE bubble now and you want to become, you know, the guy, I have no doubt that he could do that in AEW. He could become one of the, you know, better stars. But if you could also do that, you know, become the guy in, in Ring of Honor or Impact or all these other places. So um, he will have no shortage of options for sure. Um, so uh, he, he is someone that, yeah, he, he's got a bright future. I think no matter where he lands, so New Japan could really use yes. somebody with, like him, like really, because they New New Japan, but they having a rough go right Ooh, now. Yeah, like they having it rough. Like they could use a lot right stuff. now. Yeah, they, they gotta got the state of emergency in Tokyo and the other areas of Japan right now. It's and, and of course you know they have announced multiple talents tested positive for COVID. Like so, I remember um 
Fifth Finley had kind of spilled the beans about uh, 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 David Finley and Jay White uh, trying to get out of Japan. Like, I'm talking about, yeah. like, catch a flight out, but they, like, a, a multitude of times had tested positive. So, you know, they all had to go and stay in quarantine for, like, two weeks and stuff like that. So, New, New Japan, they, 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 they got it rough right now. So, I think somebody that they, they need somebody, like, with this big, you know, big name. Aim, you know, and, and I'm like, I, I, another person that's immediately come to my mind, like, as I, I was literally just thinking about that, I was thinking about uh, Daniel Bryan, because, like, I don't think anybody knows what he, they see that, that that's why I like Bryan, because you, you would literally <laughs> never know what he's doing. Like, he, he doesn't, like, you know, put it like anything cryptic up on social media. Like, <laughs> right. he, like he, he's like very to himself. And I think it's going to be exciting to see where he pops up next. Like, because I, I really can't call it. I can see him leaving, but I can also see him staying. I can see him popping up on that first uh, SmackDown with fans for sure. Uh, but I can also see him popping up somewhere else. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. But I, I definitely think Alistair Black uh, would be a perfect fit in New Japan. Yeah, that's that's the thing is sometimes, you know, in a, in a normal scenario, we could probably look at New Japan and which obviously the rumors have been out there about WWE and New Japan and all that. Uh, we could spend a ton of time on that, I'm sure. But it's like, you know, this is not a normal circumstance for yeah. people wanting to go to New Japan. So it's, um, you know, that's kind of, you place them behind everyone else at this point. Even, you know, things could look different in 90 days, sure. But um, <laughs> I think right now, as we've seen, it's been a, a very rocky uh, situation there. But uh, we'll see what happens with Aleister Black. Uh, you know, some of the others, I mean, oh, yeah, Lana. We're, we're, yeah. I was going to ask you, Blake, real quick. Who do you think taking the uh, IWGB world title, Shingo or um, <laughs> Okada? Well, I think the... The safe move, and, and I this is not again, this is not a knock on Shingo. I Shingo's one of literally my one of my probably top five wrestlers right now in the world. Like he is probably if you ask me who are the guys that I would probably put in my top five that are just absolute must watch for me every single time, like Shingo's in that group. But I think for them, they have to be looking at this thinking. The guy to steer the ship at this point is the guy yeah, we've turned to yeah. so many times. Yeah. Um, and I no, think, you're right. you know, you're right. I just think for them, again, knowing that they have no idea what the future holds in terms of, you know, how many shows they're going to be able to run, where are they going to be running, when, you know, all that stuff. I just think the, the safe move is to, to put the belt on Okada um, and go from there and see what happens. Um, I just, because too, we have to think, I mean, they're going to, Man, New Japan has been hit so hard by this in terms of you just look at the past, what is 15 months now, I guess, at this point. Um, it's like you think about all the switching. And I mean, they, they've got Dominion coming up in what, less than a week now. And mm. we still don't know. Like what? I mean, we have the card, right? But it's like there's just a lot of unknowns. So I, I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll put it on Okada. Um, but listen, I'd, I'd be thrilled to see Shingo because I've always I've said it for two or three years now, I'm like, this is like, this guy is the guy in the, like in the future. I don't know what that looks like. I mean, I know he's, he's kind of older when you think about it, but I mean, he's, he's so good. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I would love to see that, you know, as maybe Shingo gets his crowning moment at a, at a wrestle kingdom or something. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, um, I think right now they put it on Okada and go from there is my guess. But, um, so we'll see, I guess what happens. Nah, I, I think, I think you're right. Like I, I, my, I, I want Shingo to win. I really do, but like the 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 business portion of my brain is like you you gotta go Okada because it's like he he's that's the guy, bro. That's yeah. the guy. Like that's the guy you fall back on when it when you know when it goes left. If you don't have any immediate thing for him right now, like I'm talking about, like it's like you can always put the title on him. But I mean, if push comes to shove, that's the guy. I'm pretty sure if 
they took and WWE took the title off Roman Reigns, and you know somebody got hurt and they, they had to vacate the title. Now they probably will go back to Roman Reigns now. <laughs> yes. the same. So like you know like, you and I don't think anybody's gonna complain about Okada being champion, but I, I just think like when you like so so when I see Shin, when I see Shingo. I immediately think about Ishii sometimes because I feel like there's been so many times in the past where they could they 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 could have took Ishii there, man. They could have took him there, but they 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 just didn't. And I I don't want them to do that to Shingo. And you mentioned like you, I think Shingo's like 37, but like yeah, I, I can't tell. Right, still, no, <laughs> he's still he's still walking around knocking people's heads off like like it's nothing. And um, yeah, I, you know I, I I want Shingo to win, but I think you know Okada will end up taking the taking the title. Yeah, I feel like they were working towards that. Even even if, if Osprey wouldn't have gotten hurt, I feel like they were working towards Okada and Osprey at some point. It felt like yeah, just that, based that, on that, that was going to happen at the um yeah at the Wrestle Grand Slam right. show. Don't. So I feel like that that was kind of the direction, and I feel like they'll just put it on there. If if, if Shingo's gonna like, you want that to be, I think sort of a a big crowning moment. And I don't know, like we said, with now with the restrictions and everything, I don't know if that's what you want to do anyway. So put it on Okada, see where things go from there, and you can always. Um, you know, if you take the belt off Avocado, what's he gonna do? It's not gonna hurt him at all. So he's hey, did, he's a made man. Like, but I say, did you know that um that that uh I, I guess enforcement is the word that the um the the, the fans uh that that attend um New Japan shows like they at first they were told that um that they had to you know not cheer and and, and stuff like that to I guess further prevent right. the spread or not 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 spread the virus or or whatever like that, but like I, I heard Rocky Romero said that they that 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 hasn't been in place for like quite some time now, and they've just opted not to do that. Mm. Like, and I was like, "What? what like, can you imagine? Can you imagine telling them?" Telling <laughs> fans <in> the <laughs> I was like, "Bro, like that that's so like respectful yeah. and like like that like for the because they he said it was more of a thing they just don't want to lose wrestling, so it's like they yeah. just choose and not to you know participate in in that <laughs> manner." I was like, I just think that's like the coolest thing in the world, but I just wanted to say that. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, like you said, could you imagine trying to do that? Um, <laughs> it's just, that's a, that's a hard ask. And uh, yes, for them to be able to do so, um, it's, it's an impressive feat without question. Um, I mean, obviously, Andrew, we, we sort of talked about, I mean, Lana, I, I think that's one that was probably inevitable at some point. Um, I think you got to give her a lot of credit. I know she hasn't always yeah. been the darling of the, you know, wrestling community or anything from a, an actual wrestling standpoint and, um, and all that. And, and the, and she's someone that I goodness, as you said, she'd been on WWE programming for so long now. And you think about years, bro, like all the different characters, like she is her role. She's been put in. Um, there's been a lot of them, but you look at her, I I think it was inevitable at some point she was going to reunite with Miro. And and I would just assume that, you know, her going to AEW is just a, I don't know how she's used there or anything, but I think that's a natural um, sort of situation there. But but I want to tie her into Ruby Riot as well, because as others have pointed out, this WWE women's tag team division, uh, which was already very thin and not in any way booked as a priority. Um, I mean, you're, Lana and Naomi were teaming. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, who, as I go back to Aleister Black, Ruby Riot's the one I said that, that I felt like has just been the usage of her. Like, to me, and I think we probably talked about this a little bit, Andrew, when we, we mentioned kind of post-WrestleMania, like the crowd was all about the Riot Squad. Like they loved them um, in that, whatever it was, the tag team turmoil match or, or whatever that was. Like I think, you know, Natalia and Tamina ended up winning and, and that's worked out, I think, pretty well for the most part. But it's like, 
you could tell the crowd really wanted to invest like in Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. And I think Ruby Riot's another one. When the Riot Squad started, yes, it was, you know, a very sort of strong start for them. Um, you know, you still had Sarah Logan and all that there, but I just think that she's someone that they also did not necessarily utilize as well. I know she had injury situations too, and that's not WWE's fault, but um, I do feel like, you know, for both of those, Lana, Lana, not really a surprise, I think, to see her eventually, you know, exit the company, even if it was going to be released when contract's up or whatever, even though I want to say, did she just like her contract got either extended or there was a lot of money put into it like a couple of years ago. Um, so she had a bit of a, a longer contract, I want to say, but I just think with those two, that puts the if if you're trying to push a women's tag team division, um, good luck because you you just lose two more teams out of this. Now they'll repackage and to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't be shocked if they're just like, all right, let's put Liv Morgan and and Naomi as a team now and uh, let's just throw them together. But it's just like, I mean, I I think both of them. It's going to be interesting to see what's next because I think there's there's a lot of potential for both, even if maybe they're in their different companies or, or sort of different ways they're used. Yeah, it was, I think it was back in um what you just mentioned about Lana signing a new extension. She uh, I think that was like November 2019. She had announced that, that right. uh, she signed a you know a multi year deal uh, with WWE. Um, for what I'm assuming is probably a, a a good 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 little <laughs> piece of change, man. But um, yeah, like Lana, you know what, bro? Like I'm 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 not gonna sit here and you know bash that lady, bro. I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. Like she. Look, I, I've seen some of these videos, you know, of her training with, you know, Natalia and stuff like that and training with Liv and, you know, trying to improve and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I was never, like, the, the big fan of Lana in ring. Like, I thought she was a great asset to the Rusev character uh, during the early stages of his career and even through the Rusev day stuff. I thought that stuff was grade A that they were, did, that they were doing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I didn't really care for her in 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 the ring but you know i i like i i can just you know i I can respect somebody for wanting to try you know what i'm saying like she yeah. she tried bro so you know i'm not gonna sit here and you know go in on her and, or, or nothing like that and but. she's not gonna turn down i mean if they're like hey we want to use you in the ring we gonna make you like if i'm in right. that role i'm not turning that down i don't care if my skill set's great or not like i'm like oh sure put me out there like i'll i'll try to right. get better and that's what she did so yeah she 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 tried and um like so, the the thing was like I mean I I, I guess I wasn't as surprised to see her name right there because it felt like they they just like but when when you look at the people that got released today, it was just like they they never used any of these. I mean, aside from Strowman, like Strowman was the one that like really surprised me because like I thought that they he was gonna be like if if anybody on this list, I thought he was gonna be like a lifer to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. And like, speak, speaking of Strowman, just real quick to get back to Strowman, I think he I think he gonna be uh in the NWA. That's not a bad. That. Yeah, I mean I think that's NWA because you you know they like the uh, the big guys. So hey, I, I, Bill, I def- Billy Corgan. It was I want to say it was either Tuesday. Did he have the interview where he basically came out and said, "Hey, yeah. we're going to eventually break out of this tier and we're going to make a run at the top." And I'm just thinking, all right, well, hey, hey, I'm all for it. Listen, I, I say that all the time. Like competition is a good thing, as we've seen with WWE at times. If you don't have competition, um, it's very easy to hit autopilot. But I think we have more competition than ever and. Um, there's more opportunity, I think, in terms of some of these companies. But like for the NWA, I mean, hey, if you're Billy Corgan and you've got the cash and and you're now, you know, they've got their stuff on Fight TV and everything, and um, it seems like they're trying to raise their profile. I mean, that was a that was a confident statement. But um, hey, if they've got the cash and they want to try to to bring in some of these people, which as we've seen, they they brought in different people and they've they've worked, you know, had different relationships. 
Go they for got, it. Bro, they, did, you, did you see they got Kylie Ray coming in? Yeah, I saw she's gonna be coming back. And but they, they 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 did like no promotion for that. I'm like, like <laughs> that I'm has like, been they, a struggle. I will say that that's one area where I don't know that they've been great at. But I don't know. Bro, if like, that's I don't know. Hey, hey, like I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. Half the time I don't even know what the hell going on on Power. Like they, <laughs> bro, they don't tweet anything. Like like I, cause they don't put any graphics up. Like I'm like, dude, come on, man! Like, yeah, it, like, Kylie Ray has. Uh, how long has Kylie Ray been out of the business, bro? From like since like October it's been a while, last yeah. year. Like, how did you not promote that? I would be blasting that all over social media. It's like they just ran, they like randomly announced that she was gonna be on the card. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm like when, yeah, y'all just randomly bull cat. They got JTG coming in. Like, I'm, I'm like, what? Like, but that, that's a whole different uh topic. But going back to, <laughs> but going back to Lana. Uh, yeah, I, I I think the obvious thing a lot of people point to is uh is her being paired with Miro, but like dude, dude Miro, did you did you hear those reactions that he was getting? Oh yeah, at, at, like yeah, I, like see, like when when I when I thought about that, I was thinking about how good he's doing on his own. Like he's not this Miro is not this uh you know guy who that I used to present it in previous years when he was with Lana, like he can't talk for himself or something. Like dude, yeah, we've literally seen this dude do his own thing, like. And, but but you know what? I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that Lana wouldn't be an addition, a great addition to the Miro character. But I, I I just feel like he just he he doesn't need her. Like he doesn't. And 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 Lana, she she's she I know she's done like acting stuff, and you know she's got like other ventures outside of her wrestling. Like you know, so I'm I'm pretty sure that she can do other stuff outside of you know being involved in wrestling. But as far as her being paired with Miro, it's like. Like I, I just don't think Miro need her right now. I just, I just don't think that that's something that's necessary unless you just want to relive or try to rehash or recreate what has already been done. And as far as Ruby Riot goes, like the, the, the women's tag team division at WWE, like I don't know what the hell they got going on. Like they, they split up the Iconics, like which was, I, I don't know what the point of that was because obviously, you know, both of them ended up getting released and they, they really didn't do much of anything uh, coming out of their, their split. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan seemed like one of those teams that was like surefire to win the women's tag team titles at some point. I thought they should have won in that WrestleMania, to be honest with you. I'm not even going to lie to you. I thought that, that yeah. they should have won. But yeah, man, Ru- see, see, Ru- Ruby, like, you've you probably seen it a lot on Twitter. Like, she was obviously, like, very beloved by her, uh, by her fellow people yeah, on, the, on, on, the, on, the ro- on the roster. And, like, some of the stuff that she's done, like, you know, throughout her career, like when she was in Shimmer and, you know, stuff like that, I think. I'm trying to remember some of the other promotions uh, that that she that she's worked for, but Ruby is like really really good in the ring, and I just don't think she just ever had the chance to like fully show that, like you know. But it, it, I I think that she could that she that she she's gonna land somewhere. Like man, you know you know what I'm gonna call it right now. I think Ruby will be in the um, Ring of Honor Women's World Championship tournament as a yeah. surprise. That's entrant. not a bad I, one. Yeah, I, I definitely think she might land there. And they, bro, bro, Ring of Honor, they, they like, like making like some plays. Like they got the, you know, <laughs> no. we talked about we got the best in the world show coming up. They got the the people they got set for this um women's tournament. They got Allison K, uh, Trisha Door. They, they they got they got like a solid uh, a solid crop of names uh set for that tournament. The people people who we seen like on AW the Dark and on Elevation and you know in in Impact like so yeah it, it, it's it's options out there for these people man. Like that's why I wasn't too like you know I, I guess wound up about it. like of course you don't want to hear about nobody losing their job but like just thinking about like I, I feel like the pro wrestling business like once we fully get out of this pandemic 100 like the business is gonna be booming 
Yeah, it is without question. Partnerships and everything you can have uh, and all that. And I just think that, you know, there's so many different ways, you know, you can find different options and that kind of stuff uh, to work with. And, and I just, you know, you look at it from these, I mean, as you see, a lot of people sort of said, um, you know, this is, this is a situation where you fully expect a lot of these people to bounce back, find a job, um, pretty easily for, for, I mean, really just when you think about all the options as we, as we've talked about that are out there, um, and you have to believe that's the case, uh, for these type of talents. All right, Murphy, I'm going to give you the floor. I know, um, you know, Murphy's someone we've seen, I mean, we talked about him with Alistair Black and, um, this is a guy that, you know, I mean, for, for, for the wrong reasons, like, it's like, you're going to think about this guy and I'm, and you're thinking how in the world, you know, does he wind up kissing Rey Mysterio's daughter in the middle of the ring? And <laughs> that's, that's the storyline that this guy winds up in, um, knowing kind uh, of the, the type of wrestler. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot of those we could probably say, I guess, over the past several years, but, um, that's something I still think back on. I'm like, did that really happen? Yeah, I guess it did. So, man. Okay. So out of everybody on this list that got released today, when people immediately go to the oh uh, who's going to AEW, if I'm Tony Khan, Murphy is the guy I'm looking at. <laughs> like, I, I like Alistair Black. I like everybody else. I like I like Ruby. Rock. I think you know what? Let, let me know. I, I think Ruby Rock could be a, a asset to AEW's women's division. I'm not, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. but but Buddy Murphy, that's the guy like that I'm looking at. Like, I need him. I'm I'm getting him because a he hasn't been on WWE TV that much, right? So he's not, like, I mean, he, of course he's still an ex-WWE guy, but he hasn't been the focal point, and he he had stretches where he was consistently on TV, but that was a while ago, so people kind of forgot. And now it's just of the mindset that he just hasn't been on TV and hasn't been on for a while. Nobody even, like, really remembers outside of, you know, what you just brought in my head, which I tried to forget him uh, being in a, a, a storyline relationship with Ray Mysterio's daughter, and then, he became uh, Ray's stepson for like two weeks, which was, which was, which is, which is ridiculous. But um, uh, little Murphy Mysterio. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but bro, I, Murphy is like, he he is so precise in the ring, like he he reminds me of Pack in a lot of ways. Like everything they do, like looks perfect. It's like like they wrestle like they hate making any type of mistakes in the ring. Like I, I love watching him and uh Pack in the ring, like they it's like everything they do is so clean and like Murphy wrestles the same way and I think like but do you remember that match that 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 banger match bro that Murphy he had two of them actually back to back the matches he had with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns on yeah. SmackDown yeah. dude after that I was like how like how like he he literally got himself over by just doing the in ring stuff and I don't realize that I don't think WWE or you know, Vince McMahon realizes that, bro, people can get over by just wrestling. That is a thing. <laughs> not everybody has to be in this crazy storyline. Not everybody has to have this wild character. Some people can literally, literally just go out there and wrestle or cut a promo and then they will be able to get over. Tra- transitioning from that just real quick. Example A, this past Tuesday, I haven't seen Adam Cole in months. I was not interested in Adam Cole for quite some time. This dude came back and he obliterated Karrion Cross <laughs> to a point that I think it kind of did some damage to the Cross character. But I, you know, I'm, I'm, we we could get to that later. But it, it instantly, Adam Cole his promo on Cross got me hooked back into Adam Cole. And I kind of want to see him win the title again. But you know what? I'm hold off on that. I I, I think they should keep going <laughs> with Cross just for the, just because I don't like the you know constant title switching. But uh, going back to Murphy, like Murphy, he I, I think he's going to be like one of the breakout talents of this 
group that got released from WWE because I think he's going to be hitting so many independent promotions. I can see Murphy and the GCW going up against Leo Rush. Like, you know, that they have the, um, like so, so, sometimes they, uh, at George and other spring break shows, like they always have that one match on the card that's like the workhorse match that's outside of like the, the normality of what you think a spring break is. And it's like, I remember last time it was Lee Moriarty versus Jonathan Gresham. Like, I feel like Murphy could be up there mixing it up, but like so, so, somebody who's like very known technically in, in, in wrestling, like I think he's going to hit like every independent promotion out there. Like, he he is like a really great wrestler. And I don't think a lot of people really understand how great he is. And I, th- I think the option of him, you know, wrestling Omega is like very enticing to me because of the whole, you know, him doing the pump knee V trigger type thing and the, the, yeah. saying the stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, dude, Murphy, Murphy is going to have a hell of a year. Like once he, you know, gets the ball rolling, like he's he, out of every. Okay. So, this is subjective, of course, but like out of everybody in this group, I, I think he's the best wrestler. Mm, calling your shot. I, mean, I don't listen. If you talk about just in ring stuff, like I, I yeah. think you can certainly make that argument. I, I don't. I, I would not. You know, uh, you could certainly. I mean, like I said, you could you could bring up Aleister Black, I think, and and kind of look at that. But I think that's your that's your competition in that argument. And and I, mm. you know, I, I, I like I said, I, you go I can't say. Yeah, I mean, I think you could, and I think that's a very good point. Um, in terms of, you know, because it's about fit for people too, when they're released, you know, you got to find the right fit. And um, for him, you know, someone who is so good in the ring, I mean, we know like AEW is kind of that company that has pretty much prided itself on. Yes, you have, you have good characters, you have, you know, something that people can identify with, but at the same time, you've got, you know, a hell of a group of wrestlers. And um, I think adding someone like him to the mix, like you said, would not be uh, bad at all. And, and we know, I mean, AEW has got a lot of a lot of room for, um, you know, content and they're, you know, they've got rampage now and all this other stuff. So, uh, they've yeah. got options, right? So, um, that I, that's potential. So that's it. I was going to ask you, Blake, what you think about the, um, I had brought this up, um, uh, re- re- a couple of days ago and was talking to somebody about this. I, I was wondering what you think about it. Like, what do you think about, um, Tom Phillips being brought in as the, uh, it, I, I know Tony Khan said that it was going to be a, a wrestler that was going to be hosting the um yeah. beside Mark Henry that was going to be hosting the um Rampage show. But what, what would you think about the idea of Tom Phillips hosting that show and then eventually going on to replace uh, Jim Ross on, on Dynamite with Tony and being with Tony Schiavone and Excalibur? I was going to say we forget about the uh, the other releases as of late uh, with with Tom Phillips uh, who was not you know also released from WWE and I've always liked Tom Phillips like I think right? that he. Like, I don't want to, and I don't mean this, you know, I don't want to call him Michael Cole, but like, you always felt like that he was like that next sort of an evolved version of, of Michael Cole. And, and I think Michael Cole, again, I have no idea how the hell this guy's done this job for as long as he has (laughs) with, with Vince McMahon in his ear. Um, and, and I have no idea, but, um, I've always felt like, you know, Tom Phillips was someone that, that did a good job. Uh, you felt like he was kind of made for that role. Um, so, I mean, he, he's another one. I don't think you're going to, you know, he will have opportunities. And like we said, it's just, it's crazy. when you just go up and down the line of the list of potential, um, companies that, that are out there. And if, you know, we're getting closer to returning to normal here, um, with fans and, and normal type shows and, you know, there's just so many companies we haven't mentioned like an MLW and places like that. Like there are so yeah. many different, uh, possibilities. And I think for him, like you said, I mean, he, I think he's someone that would be valuable. Um, if you're looking to to really sort of promote talent and, and put him in that role because he's still what fairly young. So it's like 
you know, he's got a voice that people I think can identify with too. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tom Phillips is another one, um, that, as we said, not necessarily part of this group, uh, today as recording has been released, but, but he was also, um, one that was recently released. And the only other one, uh, Andrew, before we get into, uh, another topic, uh, quickly about, uh, what's actually next for WWE as a whole, uh, Santana Garrett was released. I, I don't really know that, you know, she's someone that we've seen in, in a variety of companies over the years, but, uh, from a WWE standpoint, there's not a lot there, um, aside from, you know, just some stuff she did in NXT and, and really not a whole lot else, I guess you could say. But, uh, all right, Andrew, we'll wrap up with this WWE, the, the speculation, we've talked about all these releases. Um, I don't really, I think you kind of look at this and there's a lot of speculation about, okay, what do these moves mean coming off the heels of the moves they made on April 15th, which were followed up by other moves they've made, um, in office positions, you know, basically cleaning house and WWE studios, um, all sorts of production moves they've made a lot of consolidating. It seems of, um, you know, getting rid of certain positions. Uh, of course the move to Peacock, you have a lot of, WWE network type positions that have been eliminated. There's a lot of restructuring in WWE right now. And I know there have been some rumors and I think it's just mostly speculation at this point. There's not, you know, hardcore reports of anyone thinking this is actually necessarily happening or anything, but I can see how people would connect the dots and wonder, do these moves mean that WWE is actually considering a potential sale? You know, is Vince really wanting to get out of this? Here's my thing. I I can remember back starting watching wrestling as a as a young child, and the one constant that has always been there has been Vince McMahon. Uh, over the years, whether thinking that WCW was going to put him out of business, um, you know, to to all the other stuff that's come along with it, you can go back to like the steroid trial and everything, you know, in the early '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot of points where you think that Vince McMahon may not be in wrestling anymore, but somehow this guy has continued to stay in it. And yes, when they brought in Nick Khan, you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> some some interesting moves to say the least. Um, Nick Khan has come in and basically put his you know fingerprint on a lot of stuff, and he's made a lot of moves um, that have you know from a business standpoint make you curious. Uh, is this something that WWE could consider? I think it's a fascinating uh, question. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen right now. Do I think it's something that WWE could leave open as an option? Absolutely, because we know there would be a lot of money in that uh, for a a service that basically serves as a, I mean, look at all the live content. Live content is everything at this point when you talk about, you know, what some of these services want, whether that's NBC, whether it's Fox and Amazon. Someone, I mean, everyone wants live content because that is where you, you know, can make your money and you can do it a lot of stuff with that. Uh, but I don't see it happening right now, Andrew, but I do think it's a it's a discussion that's going to continue based on these types of moves that are being made in that company. Yeah, uh, like like you just said, I, I don't think that Vince McMahon is going to uh, sell WWE. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I do think the conversation is interesting, right? Like it's it's an interesting conversation to have and some some fun to entertain just to, you know, converse about. But when you do look at the move that Nick Khan has been a part of or has made it, it it really does make you think like i talked to you about um talk to you about uh about, about it like um i don't know if this was his doing but i mean he obviously got put on the board of directors and then another member of the board of directors he used to be the president of turner entertainment networks and they oversaw uh tnt tbs and i think that's very interesting um and you know one of the other guys they brought in and put uh, one of the board of directors he's like 
the, the the CEO of the Atlanta Hawks and you know from the State Farm Arena and stuff like that, like bringing in these real um, sports savvy like people that have done this like business stuff like at a very high level and have experience in like multiple departments of this of, of this business thing that you know we probably can't even fully break down within you know but maybe even an hour of a podcast it probably take us longer than that to probably go through everything but yeah man it looks like nikon is like very um sports centered like i guess not no no pun intended yeah. um and like you know because we got jimmy smith in there from from, from bellator doing it you know you had an ad non-vert um you got a uh, pat mcafee you know what i'm saying like he, i still think he counts as that sports type of you know person i think pat is just more uh energetic than, than the other two i just mentioned and um yeah like it, it is an interesting conversation man like I, I don't i can't see vince selling the company like I, I got the, the only thing i can see that is like if vince think this thing about this this thing about the sink he ain't gonna be on it when it does <laughs> so like, that's, like that's, that's, that's that's like the only thing i can see happening and like I, i'm not gonna lie to you bro if wwe were to sell like i i i, I just don't i don't I, I, I give it another 10 15 years bro like i i, I just can't see like i feel like it needs to be under the operation of a like if past vince you know, you immediately look to Stephanie, Triple H, Shane, you know, may, maybe Bruce Pritchard, you know, I guess because he's been around Vince so long. Um, you, you know, like, I, but I, I, I can't see him like just being like, you know, let's, let, let's sell this thing. But the, but the moves that have been made and all the cost cutting has really made me, you know, it, 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 it makes, it makes you think. But a, another option that I was thinking about was maybe, because of the, because they're they are gonna be returning on the road soon. I was wondering how they are going to go about travel with the talents, because I'm pretty sure, um, like especially coming out of that, uh, well, I mean, I mean, it didn't change after that. But do you remember that interview that Bailey did with FS1 when the when the interview when the interviewer was surprised that that talents would like have to get rent a car yeah, and drive, right. <laughs> yeah, like that, that that was like hella embarrassing for WWE. And then they, they delete that tweet, like then that tweet get taken down. I think so, but they, yeah, yeah it, it, that was, gosh, when was that? I guess it was last year sometime, wasn't it? That's, that's it, that was, that was, yeah. a, that, that was, had to be 2019, I think. Maybe, yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, man, like maybe they are looking to put that money into more, I guess, um, you, you know, f- fitting travel plans for the talents. Like maybe they, you know, just strictly fights, I guess, or, you know, making sure they don't have to uh, go travel caught, like, city to city and and cooped up in a car or anything like that you know so maybe maybe that's that 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 could be you know part of it you know as wwe prepares to get back on the road in july but it like i don't think we will ever um fully know but like i I, like one thing that's constant is like after every one of these releases they have these um you know the quarterly calls and they always they they, did like the the number or the revenue that wwe has made is never uh they, they they're never short on change, so uh, <laughs> like I, I, I'm just curious as to what you know why all these moves have been made in in the, like in the the rapid pace that they have been made. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's just interesting to talk about and interesting to see. And Nick Khan is definitely leaving his uh his footprint, you know, on on, on WWE. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you look at it and like we said, Nick Khan is I think the big name 
in this in terms of they brought him in for a reason. We've seen a lot of restructuring since that. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's easy to connect the dots and sort of say, well, they're making all these moves in a pretty quick period, if you think about it. I mean, again, we go back to whatever. I mean, you go back to mid-April, and then we've seen all the staff moves and cuts and everything like that. And now we're seeing another round of, of releases that involve what we assume are maybe potentially bigger contracts and that sort of stuff. Um, so either Nick Khan was brought in to basically say, we want to be a, a lean, mean, you know, fighting machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get rid of anything we can to get to that point. Or, hey, let's do this and also consider that, you know, leave open the option that if we wanted to potentially get out or, or sell, um, we have that avenue. And I think if you look at it, that, you know, I can understand why someone would believe that that could be a right. part of the motivation. Because as we know, and we said it, Andrew, I mean, it's just the amount of money that a company like this that produces, you know, the amount of live content that they produce and with all the the audience. And, and I mean, we're, we're talking about this and, you know, knowing that the raw viewership just came out um, not long ago. I think it was PW Torch that reported, you know, that this would be, I think it was, I don't know, probably the, lo- the lowest viewership all time for Raw this past week. Um, but that show is bad. Well, and see, and that's the thing, is <laughs> you look at it, but, you know, aside from when, like, you know, and we know, like, now we're in the period of NBA playoffs and all this other stuff, and, yeah. and there's always an excuse you can make for, okay, well, the raw rating's down because of this, or the raw rating's down because of that. The product itself is not good. Just, I mean, <laughs> raw. It's Sometimes I think you look at raw and you wonder, how does that company produce the same thing that is produced on SmackDown? Um, of course there's difference when you look at three hours, two hours, but there are drastic differences, uh, I think overall. And, you know, this viewership decline is something that's been happening for years, but I think it's also one where if you're WWE and you're wanting to be in a position to sell or something, if you're even considering that, this is not something you want. Like <laughs> potential, um, your value is only going down if your viewership's going down. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I think it's, it is an interesting discussion and I can see why people, you know, find it curious just with all the moves that have been made. And specifically, I think since Nick Khan came in, um, there's been a lot of restructuring, as we said, whether it's, you know, administration stuff, whether it's an actual roster standpoint. Um, but there, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. It seems like in WWE right now. Um, so it, it should make for a pretty fascinating situation moving forward. Uh, if that speculation continues of, you know, Vince actually getting out. But as you, you said, I, I've all, Vince is really the only thing you've ever known. Like all, I mean, really, when you go back to it, like Vince is that constant. And at this point, I am someone that my, my stance on it is I have to believe it to see it because I, I just, I don't yeah. necessarily believe it right now. No, I agree, man. 100%. Yeah, so um, that is where things are at uh, with WWE. Uh, boy, there there have been times in WWE where we have looked up and said, man, there's just not a whole lot going on the summer after WrestleMania. You know, it's just kind of that lull. But man, Andrew, there has been a lot happening after WrestleMania uh, this year. And, um, you know, hopefully not in the same, um, you know, trend of, of people getting released, but uh, it's um, it's a wild time in WWE right now. But uh, Andrew, I know you have been a busy man as well with everything uh, you guys have got going on over at Post Wrestling, but also uh, with your Andrew Thompson Interviews channel, which, uh, as I hinted out earlier, uh, you had a great interview recently with the one and only Double J, uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, So let everybody know where they can find all that and obviously anything else uh, you got coming up on there. Yeah, uh, everybody can, you know, of course, follow me on Twitter at AD Thompson. 
underscore underscore. You check out all my written work over at postwrestling.com. Um, and of course, on the Andrew Thompson Interviews YouTube channel, uh, always putting up, you know, clips from interviews and, and putting up new interviews up as well. Uh, as Blake graciously mentioned, just had one with uh, Jeff Jarrett up on the site. And then next week, I will also have a um a, a, a interview that I am um, I can say is probably my favorite that I've done of all time. Uh, extre- extremely, extremely proud of this. It's an hour long with a wrestler who has um, been in New Japan and WWE within the last five years, Uh-oh. and he, he has never told his story. So it's 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 a good one, and he has had a long career. So. I think a lot of people are going to um enjoy this one. It's, it's, it's for sure one of my favorite interviews to date. So I'm looking forward to putting that out and for people to actually see who it is. That's my tease right there. <laughs> Andrew's going to have me uh, doing some research after this <laughs> to uh, put together a spreadsheet, roster, start uh, eliminating uh, potential candidates. But uh, yes, check out all that stuff. Uh, as always, we'll have the links uh, to all of Andrew's stuff in the show notes. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can find all of his interviews uh, over there. And uh, as always as well, uh, we will have the link to the uh, GoFundMe for uh, Larry Zonka's family in the show notes. So you uh, please continue to share and contribute if you can. Everything else, 411mania.com. Check it all out. Uh, obviously, lots of coverage over there right now on uh, all the WWE releases and all the fallout uh, from that. So uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. 